Welcome back to Mathematically Speaking. I'm your host, Adam Allred. This is episode one of season two, so let's get started. This entire second season, we will be moving from ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia to ancient Greece. As well as a geographical transition, we will also have a mathematical transition from arithmetic to geometry. This does not mean that we will completely abandon arithmetic. It's not like we're going to stop adding since we're in Greece now. It just means that the primary form that math will take will be geometry. The Greeks will develop this geometry that will last for ages. We will transfer from BC to AD by the time that we, that, by the time that math and we leave Greece, and their perspective will impact mathematics in some ways that last till today. There is no doubt how much of modern math is done, and our conception of math stems from the geometry established in Greece. Much of Western science and philosophical thought was developed as well as this time, with concepts such as democracy, biological taxonomy, cause and effect, and observation as a foundation for knowledge being created and cemented into Western thought. Many of the ideas developed were wrong, problematic, misogynistic, and racist. For example, to the Greeks, women were half-baked men. But this is not the show to break down those ideas. The region that we will be discussing in this season begins in the Persian Empire, which is modern-day Turkey. We will then move over to mainland Greece, and end in the intellectual capital of the ancient world, Alexandria. So the Greeks attempted an entirely numerical system at first, with every letter of their alphabet representing a different number. And it's very easy to see that this would be very, very complicated. Imagine if we didn't have our number notation, and we just used the alphabet for both, the English alphabet for both. So A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, all the way to Z equaling 26. Now imagine word problems in school with this kind of numbering. It would be very difficult to keep straight what was words and what was numbers. While there are some number systems, like base 16, that use letters for numbers, this is not a common number system. Only those who are building operating systems for computers would use this kind of system. And for that purpose, it's very efficient in terms of storage space. A number several digits long may only take up the space of two letters. But anyways, this is not a computer history or a computer science podcast or show. This is a math history one, so let's get back to the matter at hand. After the system failed them, they developed the base 10 counting system that was very similar to Egypt's. And the first major change that we can see from Egypt Mesopotamian mathematics to Greek mathematics was the conception of number. This will be a very important part to keep in mind as we make our way through this season, so make sure to pay extra attention here. Prior to the Greeks, there was no real philosophical concept of number. Number can be used, we talked about it, how it was a natural progression in the human evolution. But if we asked an ancient Egyptian or Mesopotamian what number was, I do not think they would have an answer in the same way that Greeks would. If they did, number would have more of a temporal significance, integers would be like seconds. They just sort of continue on forever. Remember how the calendar and hours and minutes and seconds as we know them were constructed? The numbers used were used for their mathematical convenience. Number was temporal. This addition or intentional change of philosophical meaning to number will impact the rest of mathematical history. Now to the Greeks, number was measurement and ratio, which means that we can deal with integers and fractions in ways that we could not before. They did not have to only exist for convenience. For example, the fraction doesn't necessarily mean division anymore, rather it means ratio, a relationship between two distances. 
The fraction one-half is no longer asking how many twos can you fit into one. It is saying that given two distances, the second one is twice as long as the first. Their proportion, or their ratio, is two to one. So if number is a ratio or a distance, then all operations are now thought of as geometric. We will see some advantages to this as well as some disadvantages. So length is addition or subtraction, area and volume, or multiplication or division. So in reality, how would this work? It's actually very nice to think of numbers and simple operations in this way. It's the equivalent, it's an equivalent of counting coins or rocks or fruit bits that would that were mentioned the last season. Now imagine you have a few lengths of string now. We can imagine Greek addition or subtraction is either tying some of these strings together or cutting them into smaller pieces. Seems rather elementary, like something we would do in grade school while learning how to add. But when your number system is entirely geometric, then this is what you end up with. Thinking back to how I learned arithmetic in grade school, I feel like this would have been a much easier thing to understand. We learned addition and subtraction, for example, similar to the Egyptian method with coins or cookies. If you have three cookies and add four cookies, then how many cookies do you have? Seven cookies. Yes, we already have a conception of what number is by this point in our young lives, but there are some students who lose this sense of number when operations are included. This issue could be solving, but solved with something more geometric. Numbers become units of distance, and distance is something that we also have an intuitive sense due to the miracle of evolution that is the human eyeball. Students start counting how many steps they, that they take, for example. I'm aware that this could have similar issues for different similar issues for different students, but this would be a mere alternative to the current system and not a replacement. Anyways, off my soapbox and back to the show. That might happen a few times during the season. I might go off on tangents just to try and keep things a bit more interesting. So how does the system work with multiplication and division? For these two operations, we work with areas and volumes. Multiplying two numbers creates a rectangle with side lengths of the two numbers and an area of their product. So multiplying four and five makes a rectangle of side lengths four and five with an area of 20. Division works the same way. Dividing 4 into 20 means we have a rectangle of area 20. We want to see how many squares of area 4 will fit in it. This gives us a quotient of 5. Another way that division could be thought of as a ratio would be read as, a den as denominator to numerator. So the fraction or division problem, 1 half, would again be read as the ratio 2 to 1. This geometric thinking gave us some of the math language that we still use today. When we multiply the same number together, we say that we square that number, because we are creating a square of that area. Similar with cubing, we are multiplying a number by itself three times. Now I know that this was a shorter episode, and I felt like the way that the show could go, and the best way that I can get out as many episodes to you guys as, as to you all as possible, would be to create somewhat shorter episodes, so some of them this season might run on the shorter side. If you prefer the longer episodes, though, I'm very open to feedback, and I love hearing from my listeners. So if you prefer the longer episodes, let me know, and if enough of you want, want like them and want them, I will do as much as I can to find more information. Some of these 
as we get further along, some of these topics will be much harder to convey over audio because it'll become more mathematical, but also we'll know more about individual mathematicians and so that they, the episodes can become more personal as opposed to more just generic about a culture or about a time. Thank you again for listening. Hope you stick around for the next one. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the show. Just a quick pause to let you know that if you have any questions or comments and you'd like them to be on the show, feel free to leave me a voice message. The link for that should be in the show notes. If you want to leave me a message, you can find me on Instagram at Adam underscore Elisha, on Twitter at Mathematically Speaking, and there's now a Facebook group called Mathematically Speaking where we're going to be having discussions after every show, and I'll be posting episodes there about a day early. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show.